The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We're going to start off today's program with a feedback that is asking a question or a comment to a friend of Medjugorje. It says, to a friend of Medjugorje, please take me off, in capital letters, your mailing list. I love Mary, but I do not want to read about your politics or your political views. In fact, I think your biases are misleading many. Sincerely, a past supporter from Hawaii. Well, you want to get my blood up quick. All I can think about when I hear this is what Paul wrote in Galatians. You stupid Galatians. Where's the mentality you have? You are a person that a lady said, do not believe lying voices. You're a product of that. Do you know what kind of world we're living in right now? What does this person think? We get the leaders who we are. Because I might say Obama, eight years, was who we reflected of, and God gave us this man because we deserved it, and he crushed us, and we react 
that we have to get our act together and get somebody else. It's politics. Jesus talked a lot about things like this. He wasn't saying, oh, go vote for somebody. But he was saying, look at things in the clarity of the commandments of God. If you think it's political what we're talking about, you are so erred, you are so off base, I don't even know why you're following her, lady, because you're not following her. If you love her, you'll see what she said. You'll see what Jesus said as a baby to Maria. I am your peace. Live my commandments. The voice of Jesus said that. So you think I'm talking about the Democrats and Republicans? I'm not endorsing anybody other or advocating to anybody or leading people except those who are righteous in their views, though they're sinners. People can sit there and say, oh, we got a sinner as a president. It goes on and says in Mark, he, talking about Jesus, went out again beside the sea. And this is after Jesus has let the paralytic come through the roof. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And all the mentality who think they know what's right says, oh, who is this man? Who does he think he's blaspheming? He's thinking he can forgive sins. And Jesus pulls a fast one on him. He says, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or rise up and take your power and walk? He checkmated him. I want to checkmate this stupid mentality. You need to change to be smart. And he's here to educate us, to teach us. But in verse 13, it goes on, it says, Jesus went out again beside the sea and all the crowd gathered around him. I lady just said second of the month. Interesting enough, I see you all gathered around me. So the verbiage is always important when you see that in all these messages, but that's a side note. And he taught them. And as he passed on, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. Now, these were the most wretched guys out there in Jerusalem. Everybody hated them. Politically, they didn't like them. They hated this. And Jesus goes to this guy in the row, and he says to him, while he's sitting there cheating people out, getting his bribes, living off the poor, and Jesus says, follow me. You know what Levi did? He got up immediately, and he rose and followed him, and he sat at the table in his house. Wow, Jesus went there? You mean Trump is like this? In his house, many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, he said to the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And it goes on, you know, the rest of the story. My point in bringing that up is God chooses who he chooses. Jesus chose a sinner. He chose Mary Magdalene. He chose a cursing, rough, tough Peter off of the fishing boats. You'd think they were having holy conversations all the time. So I know what you're alluding to in this letter. It's about Trump. You don't get what he's doing. You're talking about politics. I'll tell you what politics is. We got two articles on the same day showing Trump meeting with North Korea's leader and makes an agreement to denuclearize Korea. That is a holy good thing to do. Everybody's talking about it, except those who are ill-willed and on the left. That's politics because I'm saying that. The fact is they're denouncing it or they're minimizing it. Oh, this isn't going to be verifiable. 
And then you have other people saying they're going to etch his image in Mount Rushmore. This is so beyond the capability of somebody doing it with all the past presidents with the Korean War has never even come close to this. This is what the Pope should be doing. The power should be in the Pope and the church to go do this. And we got this secular man who's a sinner that people don't like, and he's achieving this, and it makes people more mad. And I can't speak about that, the virtues of that. On the very same clip we got, Trump's there on the front with Kim Jong-un. The story is about him coming to agreement. At the same time, you have the Pope, and his statement is, Pope urges all executives to act on climate. And the Pope is quoted saying, there is no more time to lose. This is political. What Trump doing is religious in the sense of moral and virtue to denicolize and bring peace. And we got the Pope in a two-day conference titled Energy Transition and Care for Our Common Home. This is as political as it gets. This is sick. This should be trading places. Trump, for what the secular thing is, or the presidents would go to that, and all the other presidents from Paris and all the other countries have done it. Trump went the other way. He goes where the Pope should be going. And Pope goes toward this political thing because climate change is pure political. It's made up. It's disproven. It's not real. Pope Francis has some bad, bad, bad advisors around him. That's politics. And you should be able to wade through that even if you've got a curtain of power that's propagandizing you. I know it's not real. We did research for one year with the scientists. I've gone through it. So they have a summit in the Vatican Gardens with the chairman of ExxonMobil, the Italian energy giant and the chief executive of BP, and the former energy secretary under President Barack Obama. You got a cardinal, Peter Tuskinson, is one of the architects of the encyclical that came out about climate change. This is all awash in lion voices. Am I being political? I'm telling you, if you vote for a Democrat, that Democrat endorses the Democrat platform, which is everything against church's teachings, from social justice to abortion to marriage all the way through it is sinful it is not following my commandments the republican platform is christian principle based you can vote for them but i wouldn't vote for every one of them because they're worse than some of the democrats because their platform doesn't allow them to take the positions they do the democrat platform is an endorsement of anti-catholicism and christianity what's so politics about that when we want somebody who's going to follow the commandments, who lives that, who repents from that. What about Trump? We're not talking about that. We're talking about his decisions. He's defending Christianity. What's wrong with us is we're not involved and we're not going to change the world through the presidents because I lady said that, but it's not going to change without the presidents. In other words, you pray, you fast, you do what Leviticus says which is my people will turn away from their wicked ways and change their heart, I will heal their land. Then you get the leader. He may not be a saint. He may be a Levi, but he'll make the decisions to our favor. And that's what we're in the midst of. Just two days ago, June 12th, 
this year, 2018, a fresh issue involves Trump because worldwide abortion organizations are going to the United Nations and complaining about the Trump administration because they're ruining global abortion access. Yes, Bush stopped the Mexico City policy about abortion. Obama reenacted it. And quickly, very quickly, going into his presidency, Trump stopped it immediately. But he did something nobody else did. He went global. Trump is being complained about because he's ruining abortion globally by stopping all health care. And some nations, including Africa, with 60% of the budget for abortion comes through health care, is stopping all health care. Who's got that kind of guts? Is that politics? Are we as Christians to endorse this? Is this not what the church has been saying, let's do, and we finally got somebody doing it, and you got these people out there saying, oh, it's politics. We've been praying to stop abortion for 40 or 50 years now, and we're getting it, and we have people who follow our lady who are against it, thinking this is politics. I don't get it. And I know who wrote this letter don't get it. So let's just agree, you don't get it, I don't get it, get off our mail list. Because Jesus did this because they didn't get it when he told them about the Eucharist. And all his disciples, when he gave the teaching, left Jesus Christ. And even Peter turns to him, only the twelve are left. And Jesus turns to him and say, will you also leave me? See, they didn't get it, they left. He's saying, do you get it? Because if you get it, you can stay if you don't leave me. Will you also leave me? Peter says, Lord, we left everything. Where else can we go? We have truth. Our lady's thinning out people right now. Those who follow her and say they love her, but they don't really follow her and they really don't love her. They love their politics because they're political. That's the problem. I'm not for a Republican over a Democrat or even vice versa. I'm for anybody that will hold up to the principles of Christianity. That's not politics. 100% politics is this climate change and what's happening at the Vatican right now. If you disagree with that, don't listen to us no more. Don't follow Our Lady anymore. You have not the discernment to even understand the messages of Our Lady. It's not just loving Our Lady that gets us there. Yes, to go to heaven, you have to love. But love can be very serious. Our Lady said, August 25th, 2015, the world is in a moment of trial. Meditate on that. Here we got, in 2015, we got radical confrontations, and people don't like it if they're a Democrat, and you're speaking against what the parties are doing. Then they want to say, oh, it's political, when in fact, they're political. We are involved of the world, but not in the world. We're not to be worldly. It's a virtue, the church has always taught, that we do vote, that we vote for the right candidates, not the lesser of the evil, not because Democrats have a social policy that you agree with because the church is so liberalized on this, you think you can do that, even though it's abortion. That's not true. You can't vote for these people, period. You're in mortal sin, you have to go confession. That's not political. 
That's saying if I vote for Obama, who is for abortion, and he's for abominable marriages, and you vote for him, you have to go to confession. Because consciously, you're endorsing what he's going to enact, and you're part of it. We are to fight that, yes, in a political spectrum, but that doesn't mean we've been political. We are to lead our nation to follow the commandments. Why? Because the world is in a moment of trial. So this is an astounding message. We're in a moment trial where it is defined in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, any effort or exertion of strength for the purpose of ascertaining its effect of what can be done. There has to be a lot to be done. The Pope is meeting with all these old people to do something. He wants something done about a lie that they have an agenda that surrounded him to convince him to this encyclical that Cardinal Tuscan was the architect for. Here, Pope Francis, we verified this for you. Everything's right. We need you to sign it. And at that conference to date, according to the Global Catholic Climate Movement, dozens of Catholic institutions have divested from fossil fuels. Who made the fossil fuels? What's the purpose for them? Just to sit in the ground? Give me a break. How stupid of a people we are. How many believing voices that lie we believe and have formed mentalities that are plain, that is nothing less than stupid. The definition of trial continues. Examination by a test. So the world is in a moment of trial because... Because of what? There's a reason. But I'm not going to tell you that yet. It also is defined as experience, suffering that puts strength, patience, and faith to the test, afflictions or temptations that exercise and prove the graces of virtues of man. This is the time we're in to make us go one way or the other. We are to get off the fence. She's choosing to make a decision. Okay, you go that direction. We must go to the light because it's darkness what we see in this. People that say these things object to Trump and to the moves being made now because they don't recognize the hand of God and how he moves and how everybody is his puppet. Obama was good for us in that he made us small and crushed us together that we got together and did something about it. And that's not by chance. God allowed it. We cried. We prayed. We fasted. We did many, many patriotic rosaries. And as a result, we got somebody that's doing something completely different. And this man is bringing peace on a world scale that the Pope's not doing. Because one is political and the other is that way. In Medjugorje, I just quoted Cardinal Ratzinger. In 1969, his father Ratzinger, he prophesied that the church would either go to the right or the left. In other words, it's not going to be influenced by either side. Its influence is truth. But the church would come where it was political. This summit is such a perfect example of politics that is so off base that it makes Jesus want to vomit. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Do not be in the middle. And the church is in this on every level, on many levels. How can I say that about the church? Well, I lady said, the world is in a moment of trial. Why is it that way now? Why is it in politics? She says, and she continues, a moment of trial because it forgot 
in the world, it forgot and abandoned God. That's where we are right now. So we are in a period where virtues of men are necessary to be tried to bring those virtues out and to make those others, the sin virtues, to go to their decisions, what they're doing to be unvirtuous. The definition also with trial in regards to law is the examination of a cause and controversy between two parties before a proper tribunal. What is the tribunal in this situation? God the Father in heaven? Who are the two parties? They told us August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold, about to unfold. This is 1981. About to unfold between my son and Satan. That's the two parties. What is the battle over? Between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. That's what's being tried. To see who's going to be virtuous through this period, which includes being patriots, loving your nation, and following the commandments, and being for those who are willing to support those commandments, as opposed to those of the opposite. So I'm not loosed on this letter in regards to what's been said about who's following who. It's easy to see. You've got to have discernment to see. George Soros is a globalist. He is very bad. This guy has an agenda. He's spending $25 million on Democrats alone, not Republicans. What do you say about a man who wants to change marriage, who's for abortion, who's for population control, who's for euthanasia, who everything the church teaches, and he's funding $25 million to Democrats. He gave $9 million to Pro Clinton. He's also for the 2020 Constitution, which was going to change the Constitution of the United States of America. This guy has been funding that. That by 2020 will change the United States Constitution for evil purposes. The man is known to be evil. You know what the headline says here? Globalist George Soros laments Trump's victory. Everything has gone wrong. If this man is so evil... It's so evident, and who his enemy is, is Trump. He's defining what Trump's doing. The article ends this way, quoting George Soros. When I look at the enemies I have all over the world, I must be doing something right. He sees himself as doing something good. Soros told the Post, and then he said, vowing to redouble my efforts to bring about the vision of the world. What kind of world? A wicked, wicked world. And this individual hates Trump and is funding only Democrats. Is that politics? Because I'm telling you that, I'm educating you and making you see something that you don't see now. There is no Christian can be a Democrat today. 30 years ago, maybe so. Not now. Read the platform. Read the Republican platform. And again, I have to always qualify myself because you say I'm for Republicans. There's a lot of Republicans need to be replaced because they do not represent who they say they are. And they're worse because Revelation says that. I'll spew you out of my mouth because you're in the middle. So the definition continues. So we got this tribunal, God and Father, Jesus Christ, and Satan, and they're fighting for souls. His big general is a mother, a woman. And so finishing the definition of trial is defined as temptation, a test of virtue. And lastly, 
a state of being tired. You know what I said on June 25th, 2010? Spread my messages to this tired world. And in other words, I'm a nurse. I'm going to get the doctor, my son, the physician, to give you the medicine you need. Spread my messages. Why? Because the world is tired. Spread my messages in this tired world. That's the remedy. We are to be active. Not political, but proactive. We don't have to sit there and just, I just love Mary do my prayers. This is not what she's here for. She's pushing us out of the pews. Yes, we're supposed to attend Mass, Eucharistic Adoration, but we are to be proactive. You know what I don't get? I literally don't get. There is millions and millions of people been to Medjugorje. Some of these people are so rich that you can't even have the understanding of what wealth is and what they have. And they've been to Medjugorje. And here it is. The other side puts $25 million out to cover all the Democrats, $9 million just to cover the election cycle for 2016. It's written here. What do you think I is here for? To spread the messages to the whole world. Where is the rich people going to Medjugorje that's doing what the left is doing? And I don't mean to say go to the left. I don't mean to say go to the right. The right side is that which is principled in Christianity. And Medjugorje starves. We starve for what we do. We could be blanking in the whole world no matter how much money we have. And Soros is just one of them. you got many, many people that are evil that are supporting with incredible fortunes things that are anti-God. And where are the Christians? They give a little mediocre here and there. We've had people give us big donations here, and they're not worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But where are those people that got that kind of funds, or even millions of dollars, that's not putting the money where the mouth is or where the heart is? Well, we just do a little bit. Look what your enemy's doing. Bill Gates, a billionaire, one of the richest guys in the world, is on record for endorsing some of the most anti-Catholic views imaginable. Gates openly has said we can lower the world's population by a billion. One billion. He's not talking about dollars. He's talking about one billion people. We can lower that. What's his recommendation? And think about all the people, even if you don't have money, are you contradicting this? Because it does cost money. Because these people have convinced a lot of people to believe in the garbage and to follow them or accept them or at least tolerate so Gates' recommendation of lowering the world's population by one billion, and don't think it's going to stop at one billion. They achieve that to go to the second billion. His recommendation is using new vaccines. Wait a minute. Babies get vaccines. Vaccines are supposed to make you live. If you're aware about vaccinations, what they're doing to the kids, and autism, killing people, you'll understand why we can go through vaccinations, make you sterile, or even kill you. Vaccines, health care, and reproductive health services, we could lower the populations by perhaps 10 to 15%. That means killing babies to get his goal, reducing, not population, this is the atomic bomb, reducing carbon dioxide output. This is what the Pope's for. You see how it's politics? 
You see how it loops around? You see how we've been duped in the church because we don't pray, we don't fast, we don't see what's going on. Our ladies have to come here because the world is in a moment of trial. The church at the tip top don't even recognize it. We've got bishops all over the world could explode their diocese of saying, just go let Medjugorje flow out. And you people who are Medjugorje people, you need to support this. You need to fund it. We don't have the funding we need to do what we need to do. And we give our lives tirelessly amidst being tired. Meaning that just because we're tired doesn't mean we stop. We can't stop. We know too much. We understand these messages. And we know and we believe and we committed ourselves. Spread my messages to this tired world. December 2nd, 2015. Our lady says, Through love, Jesus seeks unity between heaven and earth. Contemplate that statement. Crack it open. That he's seeking unity. That if it's there between heaven and earth, he wouldn't be seeking. There's not unity between heaven and earth. And it goes on and says, Jesus seeking unity between the heavenly Father and you. He wouldn't be seeking this unity if we had that unity. You seek for what's not there. And here's the bombshell. Jesus seeking unity for his church. Now the church is suffering, and it needs apostles who by love and unity, by witnessing and giving and show the ways of God, the church needs apostles. This is strong stuff. This is strong medicine. And it all comes from one letter, and I diverted from several things because this was not going to read today. But I know the Holy Spirit's working because the letter was exactly about these things. So you coming up posting this letter from people who are very, I know there's verbiage out there called low-information voters. I would say low-information followers of Our Lady who don't get it. And I don't get them, and I don't get the George Sources and the Bill Gates and the Zuckerbergs and all the Bilderbergs that have the big meetings that they fund their stuff, and our side doesn't. We're sitting on so many conversions if we could output, but we're not serious. Our side's not serious. They just want to do the little pew and have the rosaries and have a little tea and cake afterwards. This is over. So we'll go toward the end of our broadcast with what was supposed to be at the beginning, which summarizes everything I'm telling you. This is a long quote from Archbishop Sheen in the 1970s in a take of what is going to happen in the church. And he says, We are at the end of Christendom, not Christianity, not the church, but Christendom. What is Christendom? Christendom is economic, political, social life as inspired by Christian principles. We're seeing it die. Look at the symptoms. Breakup of the family, divorce, abortion, immorality, general dishonesty. I'm going to pause and just say that this was again in 1970. He goes on to say, about 50 years ago, in one of the big Protestant churches in New York, a Mrs. Vanderbilt came into this church after her divorce, and all the Protestant people turned their backs on her. That would not happen today. 
There are two kinds of barbarians. The active barbarians from without and the passive barbarians from within. We are not in as much danger from the active ones as the passive ones. Anyone who has left this country for five years and then come back is shocked by what he sees. We get used to things. The air that we breathe, the press that we read, the television that we see. In no instance is inspired by Christian principles. There is a tendency to go down to meet the world, not to lift the world up. We are afraid to be unpopular. We are at the end of Christendom. What is the attack on the church today? It's the world, the spirit of the world. Today we have to conform to the world or we are abandoned. Our Lord said, I have taken you out of the world. And we say, no, we have to win the world. To win it, you have to be one with it. Our Lord said, I pray not for the world. He's praying for the spirit of the world. And this is the easiest way to fall off the log. It's so simple. And it's justified by a thousand reasons. The Vatican Council said we have to go into the world. Indeed. But not to be worldly. Which is quite a different matter. And so we're talking about low information voters. Alice's little children, I said earlier, you're little fools. And so, if you spell out L-I, which is L for low, I for information, and then foo, F-O-O-L, follows of a lady. Low information followers of our lady. And that's what we have. You need to shape up. You need to shape up or get out. Because there is a thinning. You either follow Our Lady and her whole theme in her message is to decide for God now or decide against them. You can't stay in this little bubble, in this little middle ground. We are for one thing, for what's right, to restore in what Bishop Seen said. Christendom is economic, political, social life, as inspired by Christian principles. So, friend in Hawaii, you got a problem with me, you got a problem with Bishop Sheen. Because all these things are to be looked through biblical eyes. The messages are to be looked to the template of our messages on everything, economically, politically, social life, which are inspired by Christian principles. The problem is, is we vacated that, and we don't have it held to accountability to be holding to Christian principles. We're at fault because of the mentality of what was read at the beginning. And yes, I'm upset with a person like that. Jesus was peace. Do you read the Bible? Do you know he often was upset? Frustrated? With this kind of mentality? He was against it. So don't dare ever say we're being political. We don't play politics. We hold it to Christian principles. And Shane continued on that, saying we're seeing it die. And it has died. 
because we have little fools who are low information followers of Our Lady. And if you think, how can a friend of Mr. Gray be saying these names? Just go read Corinthians. I was just there where Paul taught in Corinth. I was on the spot where he said things like that. And I'm not justifying my saying say it because I mean it. I'm against his mentalities. And I'll fight against it. And I'll call it down to task. And I'm a worse sinner than you because I know better and I've been so close to Our Lady and the visionaries and what's going on in Missouri. So I'm not putting myself above you. But I call you out. Just like Paul in Corinthians says, I call you out to change your behavior. Change your mentality. Or we will lose this moment of trial, this test, this drawing out the virtues of men to take their stand. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.